Hi, I'm Spicy Dicey. And I'm Chantal Renee. And, and we, we love, love sex and horror. These are topics we love to write about as published authors. I love all things spicy and dicey. And I'm a big fan of sex and the sinister. Thanks for joining us for some dark, twisted, sexy, uncensored fun as we discuss sex, sex and, and horror. Hello, ma'am. Hello. You doing all right today? I am doing all right today. <laughs> you sure? You sound a little not confident about that. And yeah. understood. Understood. These, these times are strange. It Very has been strange. crazy. A good close friend of mine that was so petrified. She's been so scared and worried about this COVID. She's in. She's almost in her seventies. Mm. And locked up this whole time. Had a stroke. Oh no. And was dead, like dead set on not going to the ER. And finally, her daughter got her to go. It was at least five hours later. Girl, oh, wow, crazy, yeah. She's okay, but she can't, like, she doesn't think clear now, you know. So they're oh. hoping there's no permanent damage. So if anybody's listening to this, even if somebody thinks they're going to be okay, Apparently, you only have an hour after somebody has a stroke to administer certain types of medication that helps prevent blood clot issues. So, yeah, you have to go at least for that and yeah. then you can go home and, and, and piddle paddle and throw fit about whatever you want. <laughs> but you got to go for at least that. OK, <laughs> this yeah. is something new we just learned. Well, that's a, that's a good tip for people uh, in me, too, because I, I would be one not wanting to go to yeah, the doctor. Everybody's for scared anything. right now. I mean, who wants to go to the freaking hospital? That's where all the COVID is. But <laughs> yeah. When, and so, that was something I was surprised that the ambulance drivers didn't even tell her. Mm. So what else have you been doing this week? I hope your friend is OK. What else have you been doing this week? She's good. Um. Uh, watching a lot of shows that we were going to talk about tonight and oh, goody. Uh, um, getting ready for that. And then, uh, I'm starting a new critique group, um, Monday night. So reading some stuff from friends and writing, I've actually taken a break from my writing and just reading their stuff right now. So it's been pretty fun. Okay. Well, that's thoughtful of you. Yeah, it'll be fun to talk to them about it. I haven't done critique groups in like, gosh, three years at least. I mm-hmm. miss it. You know, when it's with good people and not somebody who's annoying the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. Very good. Very good. And you, what have you been up to? Um, I have been, uh, I've been reading a lot of scripts and, um, and like last night I read the Spartacus pilot and I just loved it, you know, and I was, I, I know I talked my husband's head off about it afterwards for, Probably a good 30 minutes or so. It's one of those times where he was kind of looking at me blankly going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. So I don't know how much he listened, but it was at least, (laughs) (laughs) at least he made me think that he was listening until I realized I was like, oh shit, I've been going on about this for a while. I'm in manic mode again. But um, Spartacus was like one of my top three shows of all times. and, And I felt the same exhilaration just reading the pilot and so 
Uh, reading scripts. And yesterday I gave away some of my kids' toys. Like I was just thinking, first off, we got to do a lot of cleaning around here, decluttering. Mm-hmm. And uh, I figured some of the stuff they don't want to get rid of, but like a kitchenette set. My daughter had it when she was four. They're, they're not playing with that stuff anymore. Yeah. And so I put in a, a uh, I put a note with some pictures in our neighborhood Facebook group, and people were coming by picking up stuff yesterday on the porch. You know, there was it was no contact, right. but right. they were so happy. Um, somebody even sent a picture of their child playing with the xylophone, and I it just made me so happy that they were so happy to get the toys. I was like, other kids right now are stuck in the house; they could be using this stuff instead of it just taking up space in my house. Exactly. And the the response that I got back, that picture with that that baby playing with that xylophone, I think I'm gonna end up giving away everything in my house between now and by yeah. the time the pandemic is over. <laughs> He's gonna be like, we need all new shit. <laughs> I just, I just like, you know, I felt like I was doing something and everybody was happy about it. Uh-oh, Kevin, Kevin. That was rugby. There's a dog outside barking and oh, they had to bark because the other dog's barking. <laughs> they were like, wait, wait, wait. Do you got dog toys? You know what? I never remember Rugby's name. Now that I finally got Kevin's right, and I'm not calling him Kenneth anymore, every dog sound I hear from over there is Kevin. (laughs) Who's Rugby? Rugby. Rugby, the the beagle. (laughs) So um, what you want to rant about this week? We, We should take about 30 seconds or so to rant. Get it, get it, free the air so that we can have fun uh, for the rest of the the time on air, right? Yes, I will rant about this. Men and ladies out there, if you pay half the bills in your household, this is not the 1950s. It is not the female's responsibility to keep that house clean 24-7 if she's paying half the damn bills. Mm. That's the whole thing. That's a big one. Yes, she's she uh, she's got more than one full time job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, my rant is about this entanglements stuff. Have you been paying attention to it? Do you know what's going on with the entanglements? <laughs> what are you talking about, China? No. Um, okay, you know Jada Pinkett Smith, right? And Will oh. Smith. They've been married for what twenty five years, I think. Right. Got two kids. I love the family. I really do. And so there have been rumors for years about them having open marriage. Whatever. You know how we are on on here. To each his own. His and her own. Do what you're going to do in your household. What I prefer is that everything be out in the open and and whatever you're doing is not behind somebody's back. That's where I have an issue. Anything that's agreed upon and that they're discussing, that's their business. But anyway, so August Alsina is an R&B artist who decided he was going to spill the beans about his relationship with Jada Pickett Smith about four or five Mm. years ago. (laughs) And he, he was on, he, he did an interview. He had a new album coming out now. So I'll just throw that out there. And he gave some details about what was going on with him and Jada. And Uh, uh, I I I knew from the beginning that he seemed credible, right? It was like, mm-hmm. this dude is coming from a place of hurt. He got hurt and it's like, he fell for her hard and he wanted, it seemed like it was one of those situations where he wanted her to be with him and she wasn't about to leave her $85 million hubby. <laughs> I mean, 
I meant leave her husband and kids and, you know, to be with him. Uh, mm-hmm. August Alcina was is like in his early 20s and Jada's around our age, you know, a little bit older. I think she might be like 48, 49, something like that. Mm-hmm. So she's around our age and he's a little younger. And um, he he just spilled it all. And at first, her PR rep came out and said that there had been no affair and whatever. And I was like, you know what? I'm listening to the very literal wording used here. No, I don't think there was an affair. I think there was some type of agreement going on there. And mm. I noticed that it wasn't Jada that spoke at first. And so when she came back, I, I, first off, I saw some pictures of August around that time. And he he's he's hung like down to his fucking knees <laughs> and when i saw those pictures i mean he's in his underwear and everything he's contained but when i saw those pictures i was like she did it it happened <laughs> i know damn well this young guy did not walk around you know it, all it took is a drunken night of them unbearing their burdens on each other and it was on i know damn well she didn't resist the temptation mm-hmm. but that's not what i want to rant about oh and then after she did the red table talk with Will Smith, that's with her husband. That's where the problem came in. Yeah, August has since come out with an entanglement song where he goes into more detail about what happened between them. Uh, I have a problem with him talking about it, um, but he said that he had lost friends and money behind it and he wanted to talk about it. It sounds like he wants to recoup some of that money by using her fame and name But what bothered me, the part that that I'm ranting about, is everybody coming for Jada. They're talking shit about her. Look at Will. Look how hurt he is. And I'm like, bitch, you think Will ain't been fucking around all this time with other people? I mean, really? Nobody (laughs) Nobody has come out and told his business. I mean, there's pictures of him and Margot Robbie floating around. Uh, They could have been friends. They could have been more. But nobody... His people are keeping their mouths shut. But right. we know damn you should know damn well Will ain't been sitting back chilling all this time while Jada been having her fun. The story that they told on the red table talk, that's Jada's um her like her her table, her with a podcast they, or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that, except much more expensive and elaborate. Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and not they're not Skyping like we are right now. Um so she, they said that they had, been, they were separated at the time and they were not planning to get back together. And but they did end up getting back together. And now they're sitting there laughing about it. They even used the uh, "bad boys for life" quote to say "mad bad marriage for life." Um, <laughs> yeah, and people just with just all in their business, and I'm in their business too. I'm not saying that, but I hate the judgment she is getting from this. I'm so tired of every time something happens, the woman, the wife, the mom is just blasted and talk shit about. You know, Jada mentioned how hurt she was during this. It seems like everybody completely skipped over the fact that she said that she had not felt good in a long time until he came along. August, that is, and how she was, you know, so um, she was in a lot of pain. You know, there was, she's sitting out here putting her heart on the line, explaining all the shit that was going on at the time, which... Like anybody deserves a fucking explanation anyway. Right. It's not our business. It's not, of right. course. But, but I was all in it. If y'all going to talk about it, I'm going to listen. Yeah. You know, I love, I just love Jada anyway. And, yeah. and, um... So I, it may it may be that I feel like I have to defend her. She don't need me to defend her. She's good, but right. I just 
it's just it was just one of those and I was I was talking on Twitter about it like um uh Alicia Curry dared to you know say something about she wanted attention like her husband gets all the time and Nicole Ari Parker that's Boris Kojo's wife mentioned that she wished that she could go on dates with her husband again like they used to and uh Nicole I mean um uh, Beyonce's mom, uh, Tina Knowles, and I can't think of what her last, her new last name is, but her new husband, uh, she said she dared to say that he wasn't perfect, and the internet just went after all of these women. Wow. This, when people, you don't, you know, it's like they can't say anything without everybody and their mom. All these women think they could do it better. Everybody think, you know. Or send it me, you know, this and this is really how I felt like it was. It was like, well, send Will my way or send Boris Kojo my way. You know what I mean? Like, leave them the fuck alone. They would get no. tired of you too, please. Yeah. But you know, anyway, and it's was- it's not so much, I feel, that, that, you know, this might be a whole different podcast topic, but <laughs> it's not so much I feel that we get sick of each other. We get sick of the things we don't do for each other. And we all have a reason we don't do those things anymore. You know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. Maybe you'd be like, I used to take my husband, his shoes by the bed every morning. And I don't do it anymore because he doesn't do this for me. You know what I mean? I'm just like making something up. But mm-hmm. sometimes it's an emotional thing. You know, he used to ask me how I was and he doesn't ask me more. He used to say he'd love me more. He, There's so many things that he did, he did. And I, I'm just not going to do it if he's not going to do it. And, you know, I, you know, that is, that is something between a husband and a wife that they have to cl- reclaim together. And it's not something that anybody else can help. And I heard a little bit of information about this. Um, some guy was on Facebook ranting about it, saying that, this guy, August, got so hurt, and you could tell he was just caught up in between <laughs> these power, two powerhouse people, and, you know, the poor guy, this, and the poor guy, I'm like, the poor guy knew she was married. Right. I, and and they were saying, poor Will, poor Will, are you fucking kidding me? Um, and, and, um, I, I did, I did get the sense that August was hurt. I'm not, you know, belittling his hurt in it, but he was grown. They, they I mean, people have come out and said... They have called Jada a predator. Good man. He was a man. He is a man. He was not a teenager. He was not preteen. You know, he was an adult. He made the decision to get entangled. <laughs> yeah. To get entangled with her. Yeah. You know, and then people had a problem with her using the word entanglement. But I'm like, well, if they're not calling it a relationship, if her relationship is with Will, then what else is it that she's doing with uh with August? What she she was trying to be nice instead of saying uh, me and August were fucking, you know, so she didn't yeah. say that on the red table talk. She, she, she made it nicer by saying entanglement, but they couldn't use the word relationship because the right relationship implies commitment. Right. Right. So, but it's like, she couldn't say any, she can't say or do anything right. And I'm actually quite sick of that trend every time. Um, and, it, and these are black moms and wives that I mentioned, so far I don't, I don't know if everybody gets it but i know we get it hard all the fucking time and i'm really tired of that that's so dumb i you know i it's always a double standard right and i right. one of the shows we're going to talk about tonight this is this is a big part of that show where men can it's almost like expected that they're going to be in relationships with other women and 
that's just nothing compared to if a woman slips up, even if it's once, you know, um, or whatever it is, you know, uh, and what one show we saw, was it last week or this week where they almost, no, it was this week, fatal, fatal relationship fatal or whatever. Affair. It was. Yeah. That's, that's a good and there wasn't even, and there was an actual penetration. And, um, and it, actually I'm upset about that. Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that then when we get there. But I'm just saying there's so much double standard. Yeah. Well, yeah, we can go ahead and talk about Fail Affair. I'm pissed off about that. Um, <laughs> We're moving our rant on to our shows. <laughs> First up, Fatal Affair. But it's our damn show. We can talk about however we want to. Fuck yeah. This is with <laughs> Nia Long and Omar Epps. And look. Fatal Affair, this shit, the the concept has been done a million and one times. I know everybody's talking about Glenn Close and uh, Fatal Attraction and all that. Yeah, I mean, there's a, a million and one times that this has been done. The reason why we wanted to tune in and watch this show is because Nia Long and Omar Epps are in it. Sure. All right, ne- Netflix want, is putting them in a film. They're, they're doing these strong black leads, um, that initiative. And this is one of them. So we're watching it for those people. And so I don't know about anybody else, but I was pissed off when Neil Long and Omar Epps didn't actually do anything. What the fuck? <laughs> I'm really tired. I'm really tired of us having to, I mean, this is not a faith-based movie. Okay. If you're going to have a sex themed movie, commit, well, <laughs> commit in the script, like get the actors that want to get busy. You know, I want to see all that. And the most they did was dance. And I'm sorry, but Omar Epps looked awkward as fuck in that bathroom. Both times when he looked like he was about to penetrate something, it did not look. It, I, I like him as an actor. I really do. But I felt like he was not right for this. Or I don't know what was off about the two of them together. But I didn't believe it. I didn't believe the whole scene. None of that. And then to find out that he's going nuts and crazy over somebody he ain't never even banged. No. Right. Yeah. It seemed it seemed weird to me too. I was like, what is wrong with this? Like something is off here, and I can't put my finger on it. And I I don't know if they were just trying to show he was off kilter, like his character was weird. But the whole situation, the whole like, I was like, how can he be so obsessed with her? And he actually never, they never even did anything. No. And I just, and, and I felt like, why was she even tempted? I didn't even see how she was no. tempted. Mm-mm, I didn't either. I did not either. Now, they they were together. It's been a long time since they've been on screen together. They were in Alfie together, 2001. They were in Into Deep together, 1999. I really like these actors. That's why I tuned in, even for this old, drawn-out plot. Mm-hmm. Uh but I was very disappointed with the execution. I'm sorry to say that because I really wanted this to be a great movie uh, for them because I haven't seen either of them, you know, in, in something that was kind of sexy in a while. Uh, but I, I think both of them have been in other shows. I haven't watched the, the shows that they've been on. I think they're more like procedural shows. And them two together, that was the draw, and I was very disappointed. I don't know why people – I spoke about this on another uh, uh, interview that I did recently for a magazine. I don't think the article has come out yet. But I, I want to see black, beautiful black people in these same sexy-type movies that we have for everything else. I don't want everything to be about slavery 
or we shall overcome uh, Jim Crow and, and, you know, all the struggles of the hood and all that. Can we have the where they are actually beautiful and in the same type of temptation, obsession type movies and make it with the same good quality? The best part you, of this the best you, part of this movie was the gorgeous fucking scenery. Right. Do you love think, that house? Do you think it's because of the the religious aspect of the culture that you don't see movies like that more? Maybe. Um, and and then because you know if it's not self self help or religious or something, then it's just bad. You know, because we talk about that all the time. We talk about that a lot about how our culture is so is so. Um, Bible belt ish, yeah. you know, and, and it's crazy because all that came because of the the people that took away the 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 beliefs that you that that basically that black people naturally had. They yeah, were girl. forced into religion, and now that religion is perpetuated in the culture so strongly. Yeah, girl, don't let me get started on that because that's the, I'm going to lose all the black listeners we have when I start talking about my views on how on how slavery uh we are we have taken on the slave masters gods and let them continue to subjugate us just through religion. And I I I I don't want to go down that path today well, since we're talking about these shows. Same thing in my yeah, it's the same thing in my culture too. You know, I think that the difference with my culture, um, we had so much in like our indigenous people were already on this land when the, the when the settlers came. So our our mm-hmm. indigenous religion uh, spiritualism s- survived. Do you mm-hmm. see what I mean? Because it was our continent. Yeah, and. But then, you know, between the Spaniards and the white man, you know, so much of it got changed through slavery as well and various other things that happened um, that, you know, now you have a, a huge Catholic, for example, a huge Catholic uh, theme in most Hispanic homes. Um, but there's also a lot of Santa, uh, Santa Maria, um, a lot of uh, voodoo, hoodoo, you know, because all of that is part of that indigenous people that we are still connected to. Yeah. And, and if you think about it, I mean, if, if (laughs) you had these people come and take over your whole culture and, and, and they call themselves making it where you were no longer savages, quote unquote savages anymore. And they're giving you this religion to keep you in line. And then after you were free, you were still bound by that same religion. I mean, if you really think about it, that is some really, that is a really twisted mindset. I was about to say, it's such a deeper level of, of, of enslavement. Yeah. Yeah. But okay. For another day. That's yeah. this this house though. <laughs> this house, I looked up the house because it was it it put me in the mind of uh, of a scene that I've been writing and and I was trying to find a house that this is kind of like what I was going with the whole beach house effect with all the glass and everything. Mm-hmm. And so I looked that house up and it it cost like sixty two thousand dollars a month to rent. Holy moly! <laughs> yes, ma'am. But I love that house. That house was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. When they were moving, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? 
I would not leave that house. (laughs) For what? Because some dude uh, just, you know, lost it. And they tried to make it seem like he was crazy, you know, you know, based on what happened with his his ex-wife and all that. But it it was missing. Because we did not feel the sexual tension and the buildup there, everything else, I feel like the the, once the foundation was not there, not there, everything else crumbled. And her husband. I don't know, girl. I didn't even. I think something was going on with her because I didn't even feel a connection between her and her husband. Yeah, maybe. I mean, Nia Long is still just as beautiful and gorgeous as she's always been, and and anytime I get a chance to watch her movies, I do. But this this one this one was disappointing. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. I was. I was. I was. What else? Well, you tried to you tried to have me watch that one show and I nearly <laughs> puked my guts up. I could not watch it. I was like, oh no. Milf? Was it yeah, Milf? Yes. Milf. <laughs> I was like, is she kidding me? <laughs> well, you know what? Okay, Milf came out in twenty eighteen. So when I mentioned it to you, I didn't realize that because it had just come to Netflix. So I never heard of it until this this point. But it's uh it was filmed in south of France. And you know, I because I watch so much foreign stuff, uh, Netflix is constantly uh, recommending foreign foreign stuff to me. So sure, yeah. And plus, I mean, it just it just has me like a machine. Like when I go on Netflix, they know exactly what I want to watch next. So here's MILF. I never heard of it before, but yeah, you know, you got me with the um, with the title, with the 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 imagery they're showing these these ladies with these these men and you got me with the synopsis so yeah i just clicked play and i ended up watching it girl let me tell you i was like i might as well be watching grandma porn right now i can't (laughs) i can't watch this shit (laughs) you get these skinny white ladies now not all not not i'm gonna just tell you there's something about i love i'm married to a white man so I'm not trying to be ugly about white people but when a white lady is thin really really thin and 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 over 40 she looks like she's 50 I don't know why you don't get that with black women you don't get that with Mexican women but yeah I couldn't I just couldn't these boys look like they were barely turning 18 (laughs) there's no grandma cheeks next to him trying to give him a blowy no I just can't do it They were college age guys. Okay, so let me set this picture up for anybody listening, so you can decide if you want to watch it. Wow. <laughs> Milf. There were there were three ladies who were going to the beach because one of them had a house there that she's planning to sell, and uh, they they they're they're middle aged, they're about our age, they're in their forties, and they hook up with these college age young guys who are in their twenties. I'm starting to see this this uh, pattern for me though. The stuff that I've been watching lately, it seems to, oh, oh, that seems to be happening a lot. This older woman, younger guy scenario. Uh, so, and then, and then they're at this beautiful beach house, another beach house. Everything's beach house themed for me too. Another pattern that's going on there. And so they all end up with, in like three different type of relationships. So what I liked about it was how you can see how one falls for the guy. You know this is you know this is going to end up bad because he is fast. He's confident, he's sexy. He's he he goes he's aggressive in going after her. And so the the first two when they when they start hooking up fast and hot, he's her child she gave up at birth. Sorry. <laughs> what? I said he could be her child she gave up at birth. Ah. 
Well, like like the other guy said, you're forgetting something very important. I'm not your child. I'm not your son. So, I mean, that that's a distinction to be made. These are not these are grown men too. They just happen to be younger. And and then the the second couple, when they start to evolve, um, he's the one that gets hurt behind that. He's ready to have a relationship. He's ready to have a baby. He's ready to be with her. And she's like, whoa, whoa, no, that's going too fast for me. And then the third, they actually end up, they're the slowest to actually hook up. But when by the time they do, they have developed a friendship and everything. He used to babysit her kids. So that's an issue for her. And she's like, he's like, well, I'm not your kid. And in fact, I'm a grown man. Let me show you type deal. And so they end up, Actually, she decides not to sell the house because he I think they're it looks like they're giving it a go together. But it the the evolution of these three different relationships, I thought, was interesting because you see where the women are in their lives and how the, the, this was the the character development development part is what I enjoyed because um, it showed where they were when they first came to the beach and then where they were after they met these fellows. And after they had had gone through the experience over the summer, it it uh, they they grew in some ways. So the one that ended up hurting the guy who wanted to be with her, she was getting out of a bad relationship. And for some reason that oh, I was very annoyed with the way she was crying and carrying on. But mm-hmm. she she couldn't seem to get out of that relationship. She could not seem to to just move on. But with when she met this guy, you know, she was able to move on after that. So he, you know, it was sad what, how he was hurt. And I'm not saying that I want him to be hurt, but I'm, I'm just saying that her interaction with him helped her to, to move forward. And, and so is it a great movie? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> you got into it way more than me. I don't think I went past the point where she realized that he used to babysit for her. <laughs> I was like, it's oh, it's no. probably it's probably not a great movie. I I am <laughs> I I I do get stuck in certain things. Um, I there was enough there that made me want to see what was gonna happen next, and so I did watch it to the end. I was very annoyed at the beginning. Uh, I didn't I don't know if some of the things was lost in the trans in the translation because I watched the dub version, uh, but um, it was okay. It was okay. Well, we'll agree to disagree. <laughs> it was, I was like, what do we say that they're calling Jada predator? <laughs> <laughs> you call them predators? Oh, God. Well, the guys, like it. The the guys, guys were way them. too young for me. The guys went after them, though. You know, but it was, <laughs> it was like a summer fling. You know, haven't you ever done anything when you were... Okay, maybe not at this age because, you know... When, go do that but if we did couldn't you see that <laughs> happening like if you because they were all fit no. I thought they were, they were fit women and they were going to the beach and they were hanging out just the three of them and then there was these other three fit guys who um were younger yes and they you know they just all kind of hooked up and did something different I guess I could see how it could happen and they're adults they were adults yeah I'm not saying they weren't I'm just saying it was disturbing to me. <laughs> I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, can, I can understand why somebody wouldn't like this one, though. I do. 
I I was I, I I can't say I was disturbed. I was irritated, and that was because you know they, they were just doing irritating things. I'm I'm I get irritated with characters that cry a lot, or mm. you know throw pitch attitudes and stuff for no reason. Uh, because she one time she was like, "Are y'all y'all might as well leave if y'all not gonna help me box up this stuff. Y'all come out here to the beach and y'all just playing and hanging around when you should be helping me pack up and everything." I was like, "Bitch, can you calm down and let them have fun out here?" You know. <laughs> Like that, they done came all the way out here with you. They they got to sit up here and just pack the whole time when they got their. I mean, they're at the beach. Can they have a good time? You happen to live at the fucking beach house, and so that that guy, that her her youngin, <laughs> ended up being someone that kind of softened her up a little bit. Kind of got that broomstick that was stuck all the way up her crack out some. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> all right. Well, what's next? Can we find one that you liked? <laughs> uh, well, I did not finish it yet because it's like 18 episodes, but I've been enjoying Dark uh, Dark Desires. Oh, yes. Same. Now, that one, I can. it was okay. He was 25, and she's supposed to be in her 40s, but she doesn't look it. She doesn't look it at all. Still an older woman, younger man thing, yeah. Yeah. He, in but, fact, he is. Uh, he was a student, and she was the the professor. Yes. So but that's not that how dy- they met. They got that dynamic going. Yeah. But that's not how they met. Now, I was, however, now basically, guys, this is a telenovela on extreme steroids. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Dark Desire, in case you missed that. Yes, and it is. It is subtitled. It is in uh, Spanish. Um, yeah. I I enjoy it. I'm, I'm not I'm at episode 17 or 16, so I'm like right at the tail end. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm pretty disturbed by the mother daughter thing that happens at the end. With okay, him. I haven't gotten that far. Okay. Maybe I I don't know what episode I'm on. I'm 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 pretty deep into it. Yeah, where where the boyfriend is trying to get to the mom through the daughter. Have you seen that part yet? Oh yeah, I saw where he he knocked her down. Hmm. No, mm. I, I, that's slang for fucked her. He, I, yeah. I was at the part where the the husband was like, um, "Please, please, I, my my family's already ruined. Uh, help! Don't let me lose my career too. I don't want to want the world to know that he fucked my wife and my daughter just to get back at me." Yeah, that's that's the last part I saw. Okay, so yeah, yeah there's a lot more drama, girl. It is a serious telenovela on steroids. <laughs> There's so much drama. Like every other episode is like, okay, now so and so killed this lady, and you're like, <gasps> and then it's like the next five minutes, like, oh no, we think it's so and so. You're like, <gasps> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm gonna okay. tell you one thing: these women, they have some beautiful bodies, just as beautiful as the men. Yeah, yeah, they're in great shape. Very curvy, like very realistic females. Yeah. The daughter yeah, was like, super thin and tiny, but she's young. <laughs> yeah, mom is pretty hot on here. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's holding her own. Uh, she's holding her own for sure. And she's doing a good job with the dynamics and girl. I mean, it's just like, and that's the that's this is the one that I was saying the double standards. The husband has definitely had more than one relationship with more than one woman, mm-hmm. and he finds out that the wife has had. Uh, a, a one night stand with this kid, this young guy. Well, more than a one night stand, a slight affair. Mm-hmm. And um, 
I mean, you just would think the world ended when he knew he'd been having various affairs their whole relationship. Mm-hmm. And with the and with some, you know, that were really terrible. I mean, like there's there's affairs with somebody that you have you meet on a on a fling like the milfs when they're going to the beach and they come you never see them again and there's the fling with people that are close to you that's just absolutely ridiculous yeah and you know that you you may not you may not ever think your woman knows but she knows yeah you are yeah we're intuitive you know when you know when he's doing something he's got no business doing you know yeah and she may try to ignore it, but she knows. And part of her yep. will always remind her that she knows it. Yep. That's why every chance I get, I take a picture of my husband's hairy ass and show him. No <laughs> woman's going to want that shit. But oh, me. God. <laughs> Girl, somebody always wants something. I mean, you know. You, well, I'm I, like, if, you, if there's another woman that wants this, then she's fucked up. And that's why you need to stay with me. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he ever say to you, hey, you want it? Why couldn't somebody else want it? Oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> the pictures I take of him are never flattering. He's like, oh, my God. What has happened to me? <laughs> He's like, I guess all we got to look forward to, babe, is, is old age and, and ugliness together. I'm like, yep, that's what we got. Dark Desire, um, there was some silly stuff that really I get really irritated on. Now, the plot isn't bad because it's suspenseful and they don't give it all to you at once. They kind of uh, uh, reveal the mysteries as it goes along. You know something's not right. You can, and I've been able to figure it all out in advance, but at least it's something to figure out, you know? True. And but it, it, it's sexy. There are some really nice sex scenes because they have, they're beautiful people, uh, but I, there are some things that I felt like were just drawn out. Like 18 episodes was too much because they had oh. way too much time to draw it out. So, yes. like, she'd be like, uh, uh, I, I got to see him. And then they have sex. Oh, I can't see him anymore. I don't want to see you anymore. And then they go back together and they do the same thing again, like, four or five times. I'm like, hey, I mean, one or two <laughs> times, that's enough. And then the same thing with the, the brother-in-law, right? He's right. He's he's got to talk to her, and then what well, we're gonna handle it. We're gonna do this. Oh, oh, we're gonna. Ha- then they got to come back and talk again, and then they got to go and do something else, and then they come back and talk again, and then all this we got to investigate this. No, we don't. We 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 can't investigate this because this is gonna draw it to us. <laughs> Hold up. Well, now we got to investigate it again. Well, no, no, no. Now we can't. And I was like, oh my god, y'all keep going back and forth, and I'm irritated. <laughs> oh yeah. It was so. It, that's that's what I mean by telenovela. Because telenovelas are like that, right? They're they're soap operas basically, yeah. but they're always extra. Yes, yes, yes. You I know? see. And and the daughter just just the stuff she does after she finds out her mom had sex with this guy, and then this guy, and he is like so obsessed with the mother that it's crazy like you're like this man is insane yeah I mean the minute that she realized that he was sleeping with her daughter I just don't even understand how she kept a straight face and didn't just <laughs> and didn't just like get a knife and tell him get the fuck out of her house or she was gonna murder him you know what Be- I mean like because because that's the way they stretch it out in a few more episodes <laughs> yes girl that's that's what I'm saying telling novellas are are like that they want you to be just like 
are you kidding me? This is crazy. This is insane. But what's true in this in this show, in this series, is how the man, how the husband sees himself and how his even his brother is accepting that he's been fucking all these women. He knows about all these women he's been fucking. Mm -hmm. And yet he's going to give the wife. I mean, talk about double standard. He just practically makes her feel like she should slit her wrist, you know? Yeah. And I'm like. How can you sit there and tell her all these things when you know your brother was yeah. just fucking his secretary two minutes ago? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. And then he does spill the beans about one of the relationships that he's had because it turns out he was also one of the lovers of this lady, too. Mm-hmm. So you're like, come on now. You're, it's okay for you now to spill your brother's beans because it affects you. Right. Ugh, yeah, that's no, why that's... I did not want to marry no Mexican man. I'm sorry for any Mexican <laughs> man listening to them, but I could not. I would cut a motherfucker. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, this dark desire is sexy. Uh, somebody asked me on Twitter if it was better than 365 days. Now, what I would say to that is 365 days we've already talked about, so I won't go into details on that. Uh, but it is. It is sexy in the sense that, you know, there's there's some hotness. This is longer. 365 Days is a movie. This is stretched out over 18 episodes. But it's it's you're going to be hard-pressed to find a man that's hotter than Michele uh, Maroney. That's the one who's in 365 Days. Yeah, he was uh, hot until so, he started yeah, talking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, there's a that's the that's the really like the number one reason to watch that movie. Yeah. He can get it all the all the stuff that he does in that movie he gets away with it only because he's hot and he's playing in hot and rich. Uh, Dark Desire, we got a young guy here. He's got a great body and everything. Well, he's not hot like that. He's he's really no. not. The no. plot on Dark Desire is better though. I yeah. I am enjoying even even if it is stretched out. There's enough there to make me say, what the fuck are y'all doing? What's happening been- next? I've been fast forwarding through so much stuff and I'm going to be honest. Most of the sex scenes have been fast forwarded through. Cause I'm like, again, fast forward again, fast forward. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Are you guys all taking the blue pill? I mean, what the fuck? How are y'all so horny? That's, that's one thing I can say that I, I, that's why I appreciate foreign films so much. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Now, see, and that's what that this is the difference between um, uh, MILF and Dark Desire brought it with the hotness and Fatal Affair failed. Yeah. You know, these yeah. are foreign yeah. films and Fatal Affair was um, American and and it didn't it didn't give me the same thing. Yeah, so. that's true. Hmm. But, so would you tell people to watch Dark Desire? Yeah, for sure. I definitely say so. Just yeah. just remember it's going to be a lot of drama. There's some drawn outness and I'm a, I'm mostly the the character that I'm most irritated with is the brother-in-law. <laughs> he's annoying. He he he's very annoying, yes. Yeah. Uh, my problem well, I would probably have been finished with this right now, but I've been putting together a lot of stuff. Like I got the kids some desks cuz they're going to be home for for school this year and some some chairs and I've been putting together all their furniture and stuff and because I'm not fluent in Spanish I have to read the subtitles and so I can't I can't do both like normally I'm multitasking I'm doing something else while I'm watching the shows that's if you yeah. want to know that's, that's how I'm able to get through so much I could not just sit still and just watch tv I got to be doing something else 
And and this I can't I have to I have to watch it while I'm eating or something where I, I can focus on reading at the same time. Um, so if it if it's something that pulls me my eyes away from the TV, then I, I can't do it. So I'd probably yeah. be done with it by now if it weren't for that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I've gotten and, you know, they're 45 minute episodes. It's no little rinky dink show, but you get sucked in. and You don't realize it's been that long. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. It's at least get you through. The plot's good enough to get you through that. But yeah, I've, I've, I've been enjoying it. I think it's pretty good. That one's pretty good. What about Cursed? You know, I actually enjoyed it more towards the end than I did in the beginning. Okay. I well, thought that, I thought this was, you know, it's kind of like, you you know, when you write a book and whether it's a series of books or you're just getting, you know, a big book, getting that book out and you're getting excited because you want them to get to the end. Mm-hmm. You know, the end's going to pull it all <laughs> together. And then you're like, Ugh. so you just kind of like, like you're, like you're treading water to get through some of the stuff in books. And, and, and I think that's how I kind of felt about the beginning of this one. What did you think? Well, this one uh, was one that I've I've been going back and forth, back and forth between Dark Desire and Curse, because when I this is something that I can watch and put the the desk and furniture and stuff together. Mm -hmm. So but it probably needs more of my attention because uh, it's not necessarily something that I really want to watch. Right. Uh, and so I'm already kind of half in and then with my attention being pulled on something else, I'm just I'm just not feeling it. But to be fair, I it was not it was not something that I thought I was going to like anyway. You know, when right. I when they when I kept seeing the advertisements and stuff, I was like, nah, that I'm a pass on that. It wasn't until, you know, we started do, we were going to do this this episode and we're, we're doing 2020 releases and all that I was like, well, this is one that we should probably watch and discuss that um, I added it to the list so we could watch it. But, and I think you had already seen it by that point. So I've been like, watching okay, some of it. Yeah, this is one that you've already seen, so I need to get on board. But I, I was already not interested and I have not gotten interested. I'm seeing uh, the CG guy looks good and everything. It's a beautiful background. They have done something very interesting with this Excalibur. And if I'm not mistaken, it's King Arthur Black. Yes. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, okay. Now that's a tw- twist. I didn't honestly, you know, honestly, I, I, I felt like they cast these people and, and I felt like they weren't living up to these roles. As, mm-hmm. Like each person just felt weird. But as the show has gone on, I feel like they're getting more into being those characters. So it feels a little better towards the end. I, I have gotten... Like okay, I'm 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 digging this now. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I actually was into it more at the end, but, but yeah, I was just like having a real hard time with it at first. I'm like, what? But what kept me going was when King Arthur stripped down naked to get in that hot spring. Uh, what what episode was that? I must have missed. I haven't gotten that far then. It's yeah, it's like in the very first like within the first three episodes. Huh? You missed um, it. Hmm. I, I might, I'm either I was doing putting a screw into the desk or <laughs> or yeah. I haven't gotten to that that part yet. It's right <laughs> when they go to the the hideout uh, where all the Fey are, and they're in they're inside of like 
um, they're on, I guess they're inside of these caves. Mm-hmm. So they climb to the top and they go out into the side of the of the mountain and the snow has melted so they have like a hot spring and yeah it's like right when she they first get back together after all this craziness with him leaving her and stealing the sword and uh, he just like strips down and gets in the water and you're like dang okay <laughs> no I've, I've definitely not gotten to that part yet because okay. I think the last part I saw is when he stole the sword and he was swinging it and all that. Okay, uh, yeah, you're not there yet. It's coming yeah. up. Okay, that, well, that's that's something yeah. to look forward to. And then there's a little bit of risky business between them later. Uh, I, I don't know if I care. Uh, I I would like to... He, he I, I like the guy that I see on there. But mm-hmm. I'm... Uh, and, Okay, I appreciate the effort they did to diversify, but I read um, something where people were pretty upset, you know, like they normally are when you do diverse, <laughs> when you diversify characters that are have been um, shown as one as another race so long. Um, people were upset about it, and they said they were forcing uh, PC culture on them and stuff like that. I don't know. I, I guess I appreciate the attempt, but perhaps I, I can still understand why they would be rather turned off by it. It's just that's not the part that bothers me. It's just the the, the show, the everything about it. It's just it's another one of those watered down ones that is probably more suitable for my daughter. Yeah, for sure. No, no, no. But I did enjoy it mm-hmm. because there's some complexity between the main character and Merlin. Okay, okay. And the sister, Arthur's sister, she starts to develop a, a whole different, and then she becomes something otherly, otherworldly, other the sister. Okay. And she's just plain human, but she becomes something other, and it, it's that part, like, what they do towards the end, I was like, okay, now I'm starting to, like, feel that. Okay, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. And then... um, um you know, I feel like the the main character, this main fae chick, they call her the witchborn, witch witch blood, witch blood witch, no, wolf wolf tooth witch or something. I don't know what they call her. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, she was just like I I could. She was a little annoying to me. Mm-hmm. Um, she tries and tries, but I think towards the end, what they end up doing in the last episode with her. I think her character is going to make a huge change come the next season. Mm-hmm. For how the, it's a huge cliffhanger, okay. <laughs> and it's it's funny because it happens on a cliff, so it's a huge cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> well, if if I if I can, because uh, I got to put another desk together tonight. If if I can watch it while I'm doing that, and if I can get through the end of the show while I'm putting stuff together and, and uh, cleaning, then I will oh, finish it. Yeah. And, if, and then the and crying if, monk. There's some yeah. twists with the crying monk, too. Okay. And if I can't, then I probably just will, won't finish this one. Did sure. you recognize the girl from 13 Reasons Why? She was in the one in the, the oh first. Oh, my God. That is her. Yeah. The the lead character is the, the girl that died by suicide in 13 Reasons Why. Well, that was nice they gave her an actual role. <laughs> and you know it's because she's supposed to be playing this tough strong uh she woman i was wondering if that was her way of making up because pe- making up for the character and 13 reasons why because 
people were like, you are glorified suicide, you know. Yeah. Well, well I, I feel like she's still coming into her power. And that sword is definitely not good. Mm. I'll say that. Okay. Yeah. Have so you there's, watched- some, there's some twists. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll watch what I can while I'm putting it together. Um, have you watched Kissing Game? No, I didn't. I don't think I saw that one. Nah, me either. It just looked like <laughs> one that we should probably check out. <laughs> and neither of us did. <laughs> it's because uh, we're still watching 18 episodes. Jeez, right? <laughs> we got to get to the telenovela first. <laughs> and I May Destroy You with Michaela. Um, I think that's how you spell her name or say her name. Um she had uh, chewing gum was her show, her BBC show some time ago, but she's got I May Destroy You that's on HBO. Have you seen? No, I'm sorry, Stars. I think it's on mm. Stars or is that yeah. HBO? Yeah, it could be HBO. I'm so sorry, I forgot. I think that's HBO. I May Destroy You is HBO, I think. Uh, but um, she had chewing gum was a previous show. She's a good writer, and that's one that that I haven't gotten to yet that I feel like I need to because a lot of people are talking about it. And she's, like I said, she's a good writer. Have you seen that? I may destroy you. What about P-Valley? I didn't see that one. I did look for it, but I didn't, I couldn't find it. Okay. Well, I started watching P-Valley. The deal with P-Valley is that it's current and it's coming out. So they didn't release all the episodes. It's coming out on stars, I think. And it's a weekly. Yeah, it's weekly, and they've it's been two episodes. So uh, this is what we're going to watch, my husband and I, on Sunday nights in the place of uh, Issa Rae's show, Insecure, now. So P-Valley is about these sh- strippers, so that's why I mention it, because it's, it's got that sexy element. In fact, I think I sent you the scene from last week, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> The phone sex scene, the 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 um the phone sex scene was pretty hot. Yeah, I'm getting from this what I wanted to get from Fatal Affair. Ah, okay. And so there's you knew you because it's in a um um female strip club, meaning that they are the talent. Um, I knew I was gonna see a lot of tits and ass. Right. And so I knew it would be a show that I could watch with my husband. He'd be happy. Mm-hmm. I, I I'm very I'm very happy to see that there is also some full frontal male nudity. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> because you know the tits and ass is fine, but let's mix that shit up, okay? It, it let's not have it one sided. That's that double standard you were talking about before. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a trans character on there that's fun, um, and he I think. She is the, and she, because I think it's male to female, um, is, uh, she runs the, the club. Oh, the man, okay. Manager of the club. So that's, that's, that's great. Isaiah Washington, the one from Grey's Anatomy, he's a character on there. This gives, and there, it's filmed, it's supposed to, the setting is the Dirty Delta. There are some things like the Southern accents really bother me, but that's with any show that is real heavy with the southern accents it just falls like nails on the chalkboard for me that was the the only thing that really bothered me on true blood there's also the religious hypocrisies that really get under my skin oh you got Uh these characters these these 
clergy characters that are worse than the people that they're judging. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of the have and have not characters on there for people that watch those shows. But it's um, it's it it, it I'm I'm liking it so far. There's some adjustments that have to be made. Be the uh, but it's. It has, you can tell that there's going to be a lot of character development. There's a lot of things we don't know about these characters that's going on. and But it, it it's uh, it's holding my attention. I'm enjoying it. Oh, that's good. I, it looked good. I just, like I said, I couldn't find it. Now, I did watch one uh. that you did not, <laughs> that you did not, um, The Housemaid. The house, okay, yeah, you mentioned that. And that one was set in Vietnam. It is on Hulu, by the way. Mm-hmm. I think it might be a Hulu original, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it's set in Vietnam. It is based, and it had a total twist at the end that I did not see coming. And I'm like, really? Okay, y'all got me on that. Um, but it's based on this plantation, uh, this French um, general, I guess. And his whole family has had this plantation in Vietnam for, you know, lifetimes. And um, they've killed several families. I mean, it's ran like a real plantation. You know, the families were slaves. And um, this girl comes upon the house one day and she's like, you know, my family was was killed and I have nowhere to go. And you were the closest place I saw that needed help. Can I please try to work for you? Whatever. So she ends up working for the family or for the man who's not there when it when it first starts. And um, learning how to clean, keep the house or whatever. So. You, you hear some spooky stuff in this house. Now, this house is beautiful, by the way. It's, I mean, the scenery is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hears all the ghost tales about the, the, the land, about how many people have been slaughtered and, and put in, buried in the fields because, you know, whatever reason that the, the family in the past decided that, you know, this family didn't need to live or that family, you know, just really stupid shit like most slavery situations. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so the man comes back and he is shot. So they have to nurse him back to health. And so she, and then the, the main maid ends up having to go take care of her mother. So this new girl ends up kind of filling in and she ends up having an affair with the man. And um, I think she does really fall in love with him though. Um, but anyway, while he was, before they even start having any kind of sex, uh, the kitchen maid decides to do some sort of hoodoo voodoo on him because he won't seem to heal. And they show this whole thing where this, the wife that he had before had committed suicide while he was at war and killed their child. So they show her coming out of this lake, this ghostly image of her. And so all the weird haunting, creepy stuff starts happening. So there's, there's a lot of hot sex scenes. They're they're very similar to the ones that that we saw, um, like on Dark Desire. So it's very. It's I, at first I thought it was closed door, but it's more like, like soft porn as as they go on. But you don't skip through these, so not too much. I I did skip through some of them because <laughs> <laughs> I get real intense into the story, and I'm like, but what's gonna happen? You know? Oh, so I'll uh... fast forward a little bit because I want to know what's about to happen. So, um, there was, I guess, I don't know how many scenes there were like that. But anyway, there was a couple of passion scenes. And then uh, the horror scenes were were really interesting. And 
everybody on the whole place in the whole place ends up getting killed um except for the kitchen maid but, but the man gets killed and so at the end the whole thing starts with the the young girl at the police station talking about him being murdered and so she tells her whole story of going to the plantation and i don't want to give away the twist but we find out at the end what what was really going on but you for sure do realize that the wife's ghost, the ex-wife's ghost, was definitely a part of what was happening and um, took place in his murder. So hmm. it's it's very, it's creepy, it's eerie, the house is beautiful, great scenery, there's some sex. Um, I definitely would say it's worth watching, but know that it's a slow, slow burn. It takes some time. Okay. Yeah, well, it takes you, some time. You- uh, you did pique my interest on this one. It sounds like it, I'd be more interested in this one than Curse, to be honest. Probably. No, 100%. Because this is a lot more horror. Mm-hmm. And then there's sex involved. The sex felt natural. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whereas, okay. like, with Dark Desires, the sex kind of seems, like, just extra. Mm, okay. They're, like, always having to throw in a sex scene. Okay, now, who's going to fuck this week? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, you know, you're watching something like Housemaid, and you're like, oh, yeah. I see this, this is going to happen, you know, okay, I can see how that's going to turn into this, you know, so huh. it felt more natural. Huh. Well, you know what, before, I, I uh, forget Cursed, I think when I get back to, to putting together that dust tonight, I'm going to turn on the housemaid. Okay. I'm going to look for that oh, one. Oh, no, 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 you have to read it. Got to read, oh, really? Yeah. It's Vietnamese. It's no, it's Vietnamese. It, oh, and so I can't even pick out any of that. I can't. I don't know no. any Vietnamese. Okay. Yeah. The, oh, and there's there's a few English uh, spots here and there because he's French. And so when he has meetings, some of the men come that speak French, some that don't speak French. So they speak English. So there is some English, but it's very few far and in between. All right. Well, we're, we have come to the end of the episode. Hey, have you watched The Alienist? No. Is that good? Okay. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I was gonna see if it was something that I should uh, that I should check out. It looks like it it had uh, its its second and final season, but it when it pops in my I get the ad like on Twitter for it a lot, and it it's something that seems like it might be interesting, but I'm concerned because it ended after the second season. You know. Mm. I see that it it went from uh, 2018 to 2020, and I don't know, you know, was it, did it not have the ratings or what? I don't know what the deal is on that. I mean, Blood Drive on Sci-Fi, you remember, we loved that, but we didn't know about it at the time when it was out, so we weren't able to to help the ratings on that. So I don't know if it's one of those things where uh, they're they're trying to get as many people to watch it now, so just in case, like, Netflix is going to pick it up from here or so. I, I don't mm. know what the deal is with the alienists, and I was just checking to see if you knew. No, I don't. Hmm. Right. Well, maybe I should turn that on. Yeah, I'm um, just investigating. I want to do a little different ending here. I want to let everybody know something I'm very happy that I have in my life right now. Mm-hmm. Tahine and watermelon. That's making <laughs> my life so good. <laughs> Eating a lot of watermelon too, honey. Girl is so hot. How can we not eat it? But that tahine just makes it so good. Tahine on the watermelon? Yes, girl. Hmm. Yes, you know what I'm talking about, right? The shaker stuff. 
You're talking about the the spice, right? Yeah, it's a spice, and they sell it in the fruit where the fruits are, and I think the one I have is the it's just a white top. It's the original flavor, but it's salty, spicy. Ooh, I, I've I've never heard of it being put on watermelon, but after oh, this, I got oh. some watermelon waiting for me in the refrigerator. I was going to get you some get. tahini, and that I, I have some. We have tahini here. Oh yes, I'll, girl. Yeah, so I can I'll try it on a little piece and and. See. But you have to put a lot on there so you can taste it. But just remember, it's gonna make your throat catch because it's that that you know it's that that punch. It's like a almost like having a something sour, but with the sweetness of the watermelon and it's so juicy. You're like, oh, this is so good. I make myself sick eating it. Like, <laughs> uh, maybe I I'll stick to the regular watermelon then. <laughs> You got to try it. I tried it with, I tried the tahini with um, pineapple and it wasn't the same. It's okay. It's not bad. Mm. I think it probably, I think it's just better when the fruit is sweeter. Mm. Well, we'll see. Mm -hmm. I'll think about it. Don't be scared. scared. (laughs) All right. It's been a pleasure. I think next week we have a guest coming on, right? So we get to. We get to pick some balls apart next week. (laughs) (laughs) He said he's ready. He said he's ready, so we'll see. As long as he washes them, because I'm sick of sweaty balls. Like, there's so (laughs) much sweaty balls in my house. Do you care if he shaves them? (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) See, we should have ended already. (laughs) (laughs) Other things we're thankful for. Anyway, okay, on that note. All right, good night. everyone. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Sex and Horror. Make sure you subscribe. And join our Facebook group. If you'd like to be a guest, let us know. If you have a topic to suggest, a movie, TV show, book, song to be featured, let us know. You can follow me at ChantelRenee.com. And I'm at Dicey Grinner all over social media. You can find me on my website, DiceyGrinnerBooks.com. See See you next week for Sex and Horror. Horror.